Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. Ooh, I like that. Kind of a sound effect undertone to it. Nice. Yeah. This is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things tech. Tech, pop, culture. And trending trending news. I'm my... I'm, I'm, my, my, I'm husband. my husband. I, I'm Ike, joined by my wife, Bree. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. Nice. Yeah, we've been prepping for your, your going on a trip. Going out of town for the weekend, so we're recording this not a day early, but a little bit earlier than we normally do. Oh, yeah, it is Thursday. Yeah, so thanks it's for- It's Friday feeling Thursday. It is a Friday feeling Thursday, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm in my full vacation clothes at the office. Oh, my gosh. You have paint on your hoodie. It's Okay. Sorry. On your on your hoodie. I'm this is a, already a casual I'm, item. I'm a studio rat today. I'm just Ugh. I'm a rat in the studio. Yep. I'm a yep. raccoon in the garage. I'm yep. a rat in the studio. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> We've got a great episode lined up this week, but first let's dive into our shared pop culture reaction <laughs> this week. Can you guide me through this, Bree? Yes. Oh, we watched a Beanie Baby documentary on HBO Max. Yes. What was it called? Can you look it up? Um, yeah. Hold um, on. It was all about the Beanie Baby phenomenon of the 90s. And I, obviously, we grew up, I was born in 94, you were born in 93. Mm-hmm. So we grew up with Beanie Babies. And yeah. But like the time that probably we would have been old enough to play with them, the fat had already died out. Sure. So like the time that we were six, seven, they were already over right. basically. Right. But it just goes into the, how everybody thought that they were going to be this hot commodity and like mm-hmm. this great investment collector's item. Yeah. And it, it was just fascinating. Yeah. It covers like from the big, very beginning to the very end, how, yeah. um, the Thai company who makes the Beanie Babies interacted with the secondary market of mm-hmm. like scalpers. Yeah. And these these old like ladies that just they basically cornered the secondary market, made a ton of money, basically set the price millions for everything. Of Some of them lost of millions. Yeah. Some of them got out at the right time. Some of them still have buckets and buckets of Beanie Babies. Yeah. In their attics. What did you think? Yeah, the documentary is called Beanie Mania, by the way. Beanie Mania. If you've got HBO and want to check it out. I would say, like, as far as documentaries go, it It kind of... pretty good. It's good. I mean, I really liked it. I was gasping the entire time. No murder, right? Yeah. Weirdly enough for you... It's like true crime, but it's not murder, you know? And it's not even really true crime. It's just a crazy story. Well, you can count fraud... Yes, as true crime. I won't spoil that though fraud. because there is some major fraud that happens. Yes, so yes. Beanie Mania. I was watching it and I couldn't help but draw a comparison to the modern NFT craze right now. I I told you that. No, I said that. You know what this is? This is NFTs. It is. So I said that. It is like, exactly no. NFTs. It's and then we 100%. watched it. It's NFTs. Yeah, it's it's just what NFTs are now. So there's this bubble. People are way overvaluing it. And there are some naysayers in the Beanie documentary and everyone is like poo-pooing them like, oh, no, these are the investments of the future. And then, I mean, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. Well, they were talking about how you can't really invest on collector's items. Yeah. You have the only investment that you're going to make is really your own enjoyment and maybe you'll get money back. But you shouldn't really collect them to sell them and it's just because it's collector's items. Yeah. So like there are people, they talk about, you know, if if everybody like top down can't buy it, like mm-hmm. if if the poorest people can't buy the object, yeah. it's going to die out because you have all these wealthy people that can afford them like the Beanie Babies used to be. Yeah. And you can't get the other markets. 
So yeah. it was just really interesting. And we learned about all of the high dollar Beanie Babies. So many. There was a truck that overturned on a highway that had a bunch of Beanie Babies going to a McDonald's as like a Happy Meal toy. People were pulling over on the highway to get the Beanie People Babies. People were pulling over on the highway and sending their like teenage kids out to grab as many of the Beanie Babies as they could. Which is you quickly learn how val- how much your parents value your life. Yeah, <laughs> right? Okay, let's let's hear what which Beanie Baby do you remember the most from your childhood? My grandma had a snake that we now I looked it up during the documentary called Hissy. Hissy? I okay. Had Hissy the snake. Ooh, I'll have to look at mine cuz I don't yeah. remember. Okay, mine was a moose and I believe it was one of the original Beanie, like there was the original nine Beanie Babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what mine was called. I think it's just chocolate. Oh, it's Chocolate the Moose. Oh, Chocolate yeah, Moose. Yeah, we had Chocolate the Moose. I love that. So we must have had like a later iteration of Chocolate the Moose because mm-hmm. what they would do is they would release them and then put them on like the endangered species list yeah. and then take them away so that they create shortages. Artificial and, scarcity. Yep. Yep. And mm. I thought the uh, Princess Diana bear was like the craziest bear yeah. of all. Yeah. Because that it went was, like, for... Like Back the in the time, day, it went for like $500,000 to get a Princess insane. Diana bear. And now you can get them for like 20 bucks. Insane. I know. That's wild. So <laughs> Crazy. Beanie Mania. It's on HBO if you want to watch a crazy documentary through your weekend. But it's let's fun. Let's jump into topic number one. Topic numero uno. Speaking of crazy things, a teaser trailer for the Lucasfilm Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus is out. And oh my gosh, we had Duel of the Fates. We had the return of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. We saw a ton of new landscapes. This is wild. So it's taking a us ton, back. A you mean two? It's taking us back to Tatooine, okay? Oh, Which no. We're back to we've Tatooine. We've been on the desert planet back for so to long. Tatooine. I am so sick of desert planets. But listen. I, mm. In the trailer, which gave me a ton <laughs> of hope, there's a lot more varied environments than what I feel like we got in Book of Boba Fett. Two. So. There's two. There's two places. <laughs> two. There's the shiny city place in the trailer. Yeah, there's like the neon city place. Which, and then there's yeah. the wet castle that we saw. Wet castle. There's like a spacey, like rainy castle that we saw. I don't know. We've which had was that kind of cool. We've we had have, that before. Listen, it's getting us off Tatooine. That's all I care about. <laughs> what do you think we of the keep, trailer? We keep going back to Tatooine. It makes me so frustrated. What I worry will happen is they've got, uh, I don't know, they don't have the most solid plot and like i guess go-go juice that uh the mandalorian had because the mandalorian blew up right yeah and it had baby yoda everybody loved baby yoda right this doesn't have that secret sauce i don't think so i I would agree i think that criticism can be put on book of boba fett because it does feel like they kind of didn't know where to take it this feels like it already looks a little bit more well thought out to me so i'm hoping at least well and it's a younger guy i mean his abilities are probably Ewan a little McGregor. bit higher maybe yeah i mean that's so just from the summary and what we know for sure about the obi-wan series we know that there's going to be a interaction with hayden christensen aka darth vader because he's coming back for this series oh cool yeah, how old is he neat? uh i think he's in his 40s he's just in his 40s i think so yeah. no yeah no look it up while i'm talking he's okay. in his 40s okay. so he's going to be bringing back joel egerton and bonnie um, uh, uh, Pisces, Pisces as Owen and Beru Lars, you would know them from episode three. They kind of had a cameo as Luke's uncle. Not young Beru, right? Yeah, young Beru. Oh, she was in that cult documentary she we was. watched. Yes. Well, she was in a cult. She was in a cult and she's out now and she's back in Star Wars. Good for her. 
sure. How cool is that? Way to get out of your cult. So, <laughs> as well as some newcomers. Oh like, my gosh, he is 40. Yeah. He's just 40. Kamal Nanjiani is going to be in this. Uh, oh, I Varma, love him. He's so funny. Sung Kang, Maya Erskine, Moses Ingram, and more. So a lot of new faces going to be coming in. Um, but again, the trailer for this so well made. I legitimately got chills watching it. So, oh, okay. Star so Wars is so excited. is so up and down for me. It it's is very so up and mixed. down because you loved loved um, Boba Fett. Yeah. And then no, I loved Mandalorian. No, you loved Boba Fett okay, growing yeah. up. Loved that was Boba your Fett, favorite the character. character. Book of Boba Fett was a massive disappointment for me. Yeah. Ugh, it was cringy. It was rough. Yeah. I, I'm in the my. I guess I'm in the minority of people who didn't like it. I, I, people seem really, to people really liked, liked it? it. I think so. Oh. So I mean, two of the episodes didn't even have him in it. Oh. Yeah. Um. But I liked all the stuff with the Tuscan Raiders. What we're seeing cool. just from the trailer, I'm kind of watching a summary of it. We're seeing, you know, little cameos. Excellent beard action. Baby Luke. We see Baby Luke in there. We also He's see... on some sort of sand igloo. Imperial Inquisitors. These are the people who are hunting Jedi, which would be wild to see. We also see kind of uh, Obi-Wan making his way, sort of getting settled in Tatooine, but also having some adventures in the, the city place. The which city is really place. Cool. So okay. I, I'm hyped for this. I'm allowing myself to get excited again. This is coming out on May 25th just a Sweet. day before the star wars celebration so okay so yeah. for all of the non-nerds can you tell me where this fits canonically this is 10 years after episode three which one is that that's the one where anakin falls into the lava gets all burned up and becomes darth vader so this is 10 years anakin will have been darth oh, vader i'm, I'm stupid i years. thought that we were looking at baby Anakin, but no, we're looking no. at baby Luke. This is baby Luke. So oh. this takes place. So after Obi-Wan cuts off the arms and yes. they have the funny scene. This is Obi-Wan. This is Obi-Wan in exile. This is oh. Darth Vader will have been Darth Vader. I really Vader. wish they would pick a different exile planet because all these characters are exiled on Tatooine and I'm tired of it's it. It's the exile planet. I'm, I'm it's tired where you of it. Go I'm tired exiled. of the sand. I'm tired <laughs> of the sand. sand. I hate sand. It's coarse, it's coarse and rough. Rough gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So Anakin will have been Darth Vader for 10 years when this show starts. So I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be really cool. Wait. No, Luke will be 10 years old. Yes. Both are true. 10 years. Because Luke and Leia were born the same day that Anakin became Darth Vader. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, but he died. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Darth Your Vader. timelines for Star Wars are so wacky. I've watched them all. I watched them all in order. And now we keep adding movies in different yeah. spots. And it's so confusing. I get that. I get that. What even is Rogue One? I don't know. It's in the middle somewhere. It's I don't know. It's a prequel know. to episode four. And I've only seen them all like one time. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure we gotta out get who you is re- who. We got to rewatch them with you. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump in with, they, we found a boat. We found a, no, Topic it's a ship. Topic number two. It's a, a ship. ship. A, a ship. ship. Not a boat. Not a boat. Not a boat. A ship. But Go a really cool it. ship. Yes. Yes. We found this really cool ship over the weekend. And now I have my articles about Hayden Christensen pulled up and I have to go back. One <laughs> <second>. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, it was really the cool. The SS Hayden Christensen. The SS Hayden 40 Christensen. 40 years old. Yeah, 40 years old. They Okay, so they found <laughs> the Endurance in the Arctic this weekend. It's one of the biggest, 
mystery ships to have gone missing and it is over a hundred years old oh my gosh so the endurance the lost vessel of antarctic explorer sir or i'm sorry sir ernest shackleton was found this weekend at the bottom of the weddell sea now that's in the antarctic yeah the ship was originally crushed by sea ice and sank in 1915 forcing shackleton and his men to make an astonishing escape on foot and small boats and when they found it, because it's been in the icy Antarctic waters, it is completely intact. Whoa. Completely intact. So it's like a time capsule. It is like a time capsule. So if you read about the Titanic, I mean, that happened, I think that happened, mm, I don't know when the Titanic sank, but it's almost gone. Yeah. Because it's in the middle of the Atlantic it's Ocean. It's deteriorating. It's and, deteriorating yeah. super fast. This one, not at all. And um, it's a really interesting, it was basically we were racing at that point to discover all of the lost, like mm-hmm. last, you know, we were finding all the last things. We were basically things. charting out the world. Charting out the world, figuring yeah. out all of the last great unknowns, I yeah. guess. And so this crew tracked out to Antarctica and... When you know it, there's ice there that got crushed by the ice. Mm. What happened, though, that's really cool is I think all of the men survived because the captain and a rowboat of a couple guys went and got help. They like went through a winter storm and everything, and then they were able to go and get help and come back and get them. But this has been lost at the bottom of the ocean for over 100 years. And they found it. They found it, and it's completely intact. And there's lots of really cool stuff about it that you can read online. That's so cool. Um, I sent you a cool TikTok about it. But yeah, really cool. I love that. That's awesome. I love history discoveries like this. That I are, love finding things. Yeah, that is so cool. And the fact that it's perfectly preserved. I mean, I bet we can learn a lot more and kind of get a refresher on boat construction and how they just did sure, stuff. It's yeah. neat to find stuff I mean, stuff it's like going to be, I don't know if they're going to be able to get it up, but yeah. it's nice that we found it. Well, the fact that we can. Because it was missing for yeah. all of this time. And people really kind of knew where to look. Yeah. And it still has been missing. So they Incredible. basically got this big underwater rover and went down there and went. That's what it sounds like. You know, that's wonderful. And they went down there and they caught a bunch of video of it. It's really cool. So, yeah, I'm sure if you see any TikToks or videos this weekend, you should watch it because it's really, really fascinating. That's awesome. And it's in the Arctic. That's crazy. I know. It's so far north. Yeah, it is. North? North? Antarctic. Antarctic. South? Arctic is north, I think, and Antarctic is south. Okay. Because Antarctica is at the bottom of the globe. I'm not going to challenge you on that. Or is it at the top? It's a, it's. I'm living easy. I'm on vacation. It's a today. circle. What is at the top? <laughs> Moving on to our last story of the day. This is wild. Okay, so everything in Europe is upside down right now. Okay, Russia is invading. Yeah, Ukraine. there's a war. There's a war happening in Europe, and it can be easy to feel hopelessness when you learn about it. It can be overwhelming. And one of the people that was overwhelmed by this, Tom Littledyke, is a 31-year-old pub owner. And during one night, he was laying there restless and thought, you know what? I just got to do something. He loaded up his work minibus and drove a thousand miles from his home in the UK to a tiny um, part of the Ukraine-Poland border where thousands of displaced Ukrainians were seeking to flee their besieged country. So again, he filled his 16-passenger minibus with essential supplies he raised more than fifteen thousand dollars from a local fundraiser there so he was initially trying to raise just a thousand bucks for supplies people jumped on board with this okay they donated fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment he said i had no idea it could reach so high so quickly 
It blew my mind. It blew away my expectations of what people are capable of. So here's where it gets crazy, though. Once he made it to the train station where he was going to go, he distributed the gifts and supplies. And then he said, you know what? I'm sticking around. He started running refugees back to the border from the Ukrainian side. He's been going all this last week and is expected to return home by the time you're listening to this episode. He said he's been running on pure adrenaline. Oh, wow. So I love that. That's somebody that they're like, okay, I got a bus. Yeah. That's it. He's on the same like (laughs) landmass as Europe. He can go and drive to this place. And he did. He drove over a thousand miles to get there. Insane. Very cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's so cool. So it was like GoFundMe. Yeah, he well, he had some supplies, but then he thought, you know what? I'm just going to like supplies. Did he have? Probably, I mean, if you own a restaurant, you have a bunch of like food and stuff. Oh, and toilet paper and yeah. ketchup. So he had basic supplies, but he wanted to open it up to his community. And at one point, I didn't include this on the, the document, but he left his van open overnight in his community so people could add stuff. And people yeah. like walked up and put in blankets and everything, like Aww. basic stuff. And he said he got a phone call from a lovely person who had nothing but kind things to say about his mission, followed by her job. She works on behalf of my car insurance company for the minibus. Regretfully, she had to inform me that whilst the vehicle was in a war zone, it wasn't covered by insurance. He said, we both laughed. And I said, I'll be sure to only receive bullet holes in Poland where I'm in co- where I'm covered. <laughs> that is funny. He's got a good sense of humor about it. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is your is your car covered if it gets hit by a missile or something? I, I I guess not. I guess in a war zone, we're learning. That I mean, we have collision, like just collide with something. If a from stinger up? missile collides with your car, yeah. I guess does it if it if it. I don't know. You're expecting it to collide on land, yeah. But if something comes from the sky and collides, is it covered by collision insurance? Apparently, these are his the questions coverage. we have to ask yeah. in 2022, and I don't like it. I don't like it either. But this guy has gone from just kind of a local pub owner to this. I mean, like people are. He's a hero. He's doing some hero yeah, stuff now. Love so it. Uh, people have been connecting with him around the world. Um, he's a good guy. So shout out to he Thomas Thomas Little Dyke, the pub owner. The Who, that's them. probably not what he sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to this guy for doing some good uh, and doing basically just taking care of people. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Have a great weekend. Drink lots of water. Be kind Stay to one safe. another. Stay safe. We love you. What else? Put on lotion. It's it's dry. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs>